0: My guardian angel, intercede for me. Today is really a historic day because... In, well, in the last few days, Pope uh, Francis has made a historic trip to Iraq, which John Paul II was not able to go be- and do because of the danger uh, of the situation. And uh, as we begin our prayer today, we can pray in particular for the fruits of that trip and pray especially for Pope Francis, because this really is a very, very historic trip. Many, many young Iraqi youth have lived pretty well all their lives in a state of war, as though that's the only thing they really know is war, the specter of war and destruction. I read a news report about a young fellow by the name of Yuwap, who is 24 24 years old. He's an Iraqi refugee who lives in Lebanon now since 2014, so really since he was uh, quite young. And uh, he said this trip of the Pope will breathe in hope into his generation of young people. And uh, Iraqis, we know, have taken refuge uh, all over the world, They're in France, they're in Switzerland, they're in Lebanon, they're in Canada as well. And the Pope is telling those who have stayed behind and who have been persecuted for their faith, in particular Christians, that they should hang in there and not, not leave, not be part of that mass exodus. And uh, indeed, many fled in 2003 during the war and then again in 2014 uh, when ISIS arrived and occupied Mosul they destroyed uh, many churches and um, some really of ancient heritage, some with uh, texts on the walls that were written in Aramaic, the very very language of uh, our Lord himself and uh, I saw a news report that showed that they all have uh, bullet wounds and uh, now they're kind of rebuilding these places and it was really very very moving to see the pope arrive there coming off the plane kind of limping as he went along with his covered with his mask there in this in this dry wind in the air and uh, and in particular what was moving was on Saturday today, I'm still in Saturday now, uh, March 6th, in which there was an interreligious ceremony where leaders of the Jews, leaders of the Muslims, uh, and other religions got together at Ur of the Chaldeans, uh, which is, as you know, the birthplace of Abraham, the common father of all those faiths. And uh, we, we can picture it now, it's, uh, you can see it in the news reports. It's a small little, rather flimsy looking stage, uh, blown around by the dry winds. And you can see, surrounded by uh, this, this rather stark desert, where we can imagine Abraham, Abraham would have seen that desert. And... Um, in the audience, there's they've put down this kind of red carpet uh, and uh, everybody is uh, separated with the chairs because of social distancing. Uh, and there's, a, of course, a large screen so people can see, see the Pope. And the Pope centered his intervention, which really was quite moving, I have to say, hearing that and then hearing the testimony of uh, some of the Iraqi Christians who have had to flee, but, but it is all centered on that covenant that God made with uh, Abraham. And um, it all starts in particular there uh, around uh, chapter 15 there of Genesis, when uh, Genesis recounts first how humanity had been dispersed uh, with the Tower of uh, Babel there had been a common language but now with the, with the pride of the people, uh, language is confused and uh, there's this kind of dispersion of uh, humanity uh, over all the earth. That's in, in chapter 11. And it's really around chapter 12 that we get the call of Abraham and the story of how these blessings to Abraham begin. And it's really the beginning of God's great plan of salvation, God's great plan to make a covenant with uh, a new people, the, the people of God, ultimately, beginning with the people of Israel and then eventually all of humanity uh, that we we chosen in Christ. And this, this plan is begun Well, first with Noah and and then with Abraham, but is ultimately implemented uh, in Christ. And once uh, Abraham is asked to make an act of faith in the word of God, uh, well, he makes an act of faith. He has confidence in the word of God. And this act of faith and confidence is praised by God, and that's where the journey begins. And uh, it's in light of that passage, that confidence that Abraham had in the word of God, uh, that he is presented as the model of the man of faith, the person who becomes uh, righteous in the sight of God. And uh, through faith, his word uh, being the announcement of a God who saves and saves us, eventually will come about, in the plan of god and his salvation through through our lord jesus christ but first it had to start with our common father with 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 abraham and well how did that faith show how did that faith of abraham show it showed when he was obedient unto god and he did as god asked much ultimately like like joseph did right, in this year of Joseph. He left all his comforts, he left all his stability, stability, and he went off. He went off and followed the promise of God. And the Pope, in his talk to all these leaders and to these, this interreligious group of people that were there in Ur, I have to say it was kind it of was moving to say that, that he urged all of us to look like Abraham, at the stars right? because that's what god asks uh, abraham to do look look up what do you see look up at the stars right? and he you know he says this in his opening words and um of course people had been warning the pope about the danger of this trip and they said that they, that uh, they should not line, people should not line up in the motorcade and, uh, uh, because it would be too dangerous. but the Pope went anyway, and people lined up and uh, welcomed the Pope when he came. But really, uh, he came as an ambassador of peace, and he began with those opening words. He said, this blessed place brings us back to our origins, to the sources of God's work, to the birth of our religions. He's talking to Muslims and and Jews and Christians here. Here, where Abraham, our father, lived, we seem to have returned home. It was here that Abraham heard God's call. And it was here that he set out on a journey that would change history. We are the fruits of that call, that journey. God asked Abraham to raise his eyes to heaven. And that's that's what he begins with. To raise his eyes to heaven, to see the stars. Not only that, to see the stars, to count the stars. That's that's Genesis uh, 15. In those stars, the Pope said, he saw the promise of his descendants. He saw us. He saw you. He saw me. Today we see, today we, Jews, Christians, and Muslims, together with our brothers and sisters of other religions, honor our father Abraham by doing as he did. We look up to heaven as we journey on earth. So he comes back to this image often of looking up to heaven as we journey. We're looking up to heaven. It's the image of praying, of looking to God, looking at the stars. And the Pope really offers words of encouragement, uh, and they are there to foment a sense of fraternity and unity among all these people that are around him. And that beautiful image of unity is based on the stars that Abraham saw because those are the same stars that we see. Isn't that something that the the stars that Abraham saw are the same stars that we see today? And I was very moved when he said this. He said, we look up to heaven thousands of years later as we look up to the same sky. Those same stars appear." They illumine the darkest nights because they shine together. Heaven thus imparts a message of unity. The Almighty above, above invites us never to separate ourselves from our neighbors. The otherness of God points us towards others, towards our brothers and sisters. If we want to preserve fraternity, we must not lose sight of heaven. May we, the descendants of Abraham and the representatives of different religions, sense that above all, we have this role to help our brothers and sisters to raise our eyes in prayer to heaven. We all need this. Because we are not self-sufficient. And this is how he goes on to say, this is true religiosity, to worship God and to love our neighbor. That's true religiosity. That's what we have to do. And right now, in the presence of God, we have our blessed Lord. That's our faith here. And that to look at our Lord here is to look up to heaven. Okay? Like, like that beautiful painting by uh, Vincent van Gogh, from, I believe it's the 1870s or so, or 1880s, that's uh, called The Starry Night. And uh, he looked up to the heavens there, and he saw these swirling stars. Right. And that painting, which was never sold in his life, in fact, he never, I think he sold only one painting, and got very little for it. But that's that painting, The Starry Night, is... A painting that everybody recognizes. And now I'm told it's worth more than a hundred million dollars. It's a beautiful painting. Because of those stars, even that Vincent saw, were the same that Abraham saw and that we see. Because ultimately, God is merciful. And it is indeed, he, the Pope said, a blasphemy to hate our brother, to hate anyone. It's as though. The Holy Father is insisting that we we reject hate, we don't want hate. And we can't, he said, be uh, silent to the abuses of religion uh, where violence takes place. And of course, there are signs of that violence all over Iraq, especially in Mosul, where ISIS had uh, controlled that area for quite a long time. there is a beautiful Assyrian Catholic Church there that was attacked in 2010. They killed, uh, I believe it was, 12 people. 2004, also in Mosul, Our Lady of Salvation uh, was attacked, again, killing 12, 12 people. Uh, and many, many other occasions where they, where they put bombs, sometimes simultaneously killing. Uh, and that's one of the reasons Pope Francis has spoken also about the ecumenism of blood, because it's not only Catholics that have been killed, it's also other Christians like the Copts and the the Orthodox and and Protestants as well. They've all been targeted because uh, they are Christians. They don't see see Catholic or Protestant or Orthodox. And those were pretty strong words of the Pope against those who committed that violence. And yet, Even, he says, that at a dark time, some stars keep shining, keep shining. There are volunteers out there, people who rebuild these churches, uh, rebuild uh, some of the destroyed monasteries. They start to build uh, fraternal relationships between Christians and and Muslims. And uh, we picture the pope now praying for all that fraternity that unity that peace at a time when the world really needs it and and when this pandemic which is affecting everybody is going to bring us all together he said today let us pray for those who have endured these sufferings for those who are still dispersed and abducted that they may soon return home. Let us pray that freedom of conscience and freedom of religion will everywhere be recognized and respected. These are fundamental rights because they make us free to contemplate the heaven for which we were created. We were created for that heaven that, that Abraham gazed up at. And the Pope also spoke about the importance of pilgrimages, pilgrimages. He said it is important to make pilgrimages to holy places for it is the most beautiful sign on earth of our yearning for heaven. We pray that we will eventually be able to go and make a pilgrimage to the holy land that I haven't been yet, but I'm yearning to go. Israel is one of the first first countries uh, in the world that has uh, vaccinated, as far as I understand, most of its people. But I presume they're going to limit the amount of uh, tourists and people coming, or just pilgrims coming. Okay? But we'd still have to dream, and 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 that eventual pilgrimage that we can make there, and even who knows one day, you know, others will go, of course, to the sacred places like Ur in Iraq, these are signs of our yearning uh, for heaven because on this earth we are on a pilgrimage uh, to heaven. He said, heaven has not grown weary of earth. God loves every people, every one of his daughters and sons. Let us never tire of looking up to heaven of looking up to those stars that, in his day, our Father contemplated. That's what we were asked to do. Maybe these days, I invite you to do that in union with the Pope. Go out into the streets. I know it's a bit cold, and there's the light reflection, but maybe we can go out into the streets and simply contemplate the stars and do our prayer like that. These days, we've been staying inside a lot, And this has impeded us from going out because of the pandemic. But there'll be a moment. And maybe we can see the stars, um, well, in a new light. In an awareness that, of course, many saints and and our forefathers saw those stars. In particular, uh, Abraham. And by doing that, we cease to be closed in. On ourselves, the Pope was insisting a lot on that. Not be closed in on ourselves. In fact, that we had to be detached from ourselves. With with COVID, of course, we're meant to isolate, and yet, in some way, COVID, though it we're supposed to socially distance and all that, has nevertheless made us made us somehow brought us together more than ever. To pray for each other, to support each other to be there for each other. Even though we can't always uh, uh, get together physically, this pandemic has made us see the value of things that in the past we perhaps really took for granted. Just like talking with others and going down and sitting down for a meal, just the value of a a hug, how are you doing, or a handshake, uh, or just a hug. You know, we, need, uh, we need a hug. There's those people in the streets that offer free hugs. Well, certainly they've lost their totally unemployed now, but, uh, but maybe the, the free hug givers uh, will go back to work soon. This is what we pray. He said, We can't be closed in on ourselves. We have to pray for each other. And he insisted that looking up to heaven, looking up to those stars that Abraham looked up, points out ultimately the way of peace. He doesn't want uh, us to have alliances against each other. That's like nations, alliances against each other and, and nuclear proliferation and all that. Um, and, uh, and of course, we don't want to hate anybody. We don't want anybody to be our enemy. And yet he, he, he quotes that famous uh, passage from Isaiah uh, chapter 2 at the beginning uh, they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks isn't that lovely it's a lovely image to to take your, your swords these instruments of violence and defense into plowshares so that you can you can plow the earth and swords uh, or spears into pruning hooks to prune to prune the trees so that they They produce more fruit. Well, he says that this prophecy has not yet been entirely fulfilled. We should have no enemies. There should be nobody we hate, even in the slightest form. And he was very clear to those people there. You should not hate anybody. Nobody should be considered your enemy. Now, he was not, he was not uh, adducing Christian moral principles there, right? He was just, evoking the figure of Abraham. It's a very, very beautiful uh, text because he's relying on common convictions, which also end up being our convictions as Christians. And um, he says, it has not been fulfilled, and we should have no enemies. And he says, Abraham, of course, gives us hope. Uh, but it is, he says, up to us to start, to start doing something. He, and he mentions the lives of the unborn, to protect them, that the lives of the unborn, the elderly, migrant men and women, whatever the color of their skin or their nationality, are always sacred and count as much as the lives of everyone else. It is up to us to have the courage to lift up our eyes and look at the stars. The stars that our father Abraham saw, the stars of that promise. But to look at the stars really means ultimately to engage more deeply into a more supernatural spirit, a way of thinking that is more supernatural, a way of reasoning that it's more supernatural. When I'm not sure, when I'm tempted to 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 be selfish right uh, to think mainly about my needs and my desires that's when i have to look up to the stars maybe it just means i have to go out and look up to the stars that abraham saw and these are the stars of the promise so that as soon as we hate a little bit uh, anger well there that's a, that's uh, that's a sword that we have to beat into a ploughshare so that the promise of of Isaiah be realized, or the prophecy be realized, and he he was very impressed. He said he the Pope said that he, he spoke about um, a Christian and a Muslim working together, and they realized in common some project, and they realized that they were brothers right? that did not hate each other, that they could be brothers. And uh, he says uh, it is urgent. For them to teach them fraternity, to teach them to look at the stars. This is a real emergency. It will be most the most effective vaccine for a future of peace. So fraternity is a vaccine for a future of peace. Fraternity. We apply it in our own little world in which we are, but the way we pray for those maybe far away, the way we express kindness and warmth and understanding, we offer prayer. This will be like a vaccine for peace, our peace with each other, our, our, our serene encounters with each other. And he also um, spoke about this uh, example of Naji, Najee, uh, from a... Uh, Sabian, Median, Mandean community, uh, a Christian who lost his life in an attempt to save the family of his Muslim neighbor. I don't know the exact story there, but the Muslim neighbor somehow attacked and this guy went to his defense, and, but upon doing that was killed. So it was a Christian who died to defend a Muslim. Right? And uh, the Holy Father gave that as an example. And there are probably... I mean, these are not the only ones. We pray that they not be simply isolated. Uh, But often, often throughout this talk, he repeated this image of Abraham looking up to the stars. It, It really does mean that, like Abraham, we have to be men and women of interior life, men and women of supernatural vision, right? And understand all that it implies to look at the stars. And... The church herself is the depository of the blessing uh, that uh, Abraham received. And she is holy, but she is made up of sinners. And she is marked by uh, this, what Pope Benedict used to call the already, but the not yet. And in the fullness of time, Jesus Christ came to bring us to completion this beautiful covenant that was started with uh, Abraham. Started initially with Noah, dispersion, and then rebooted again, you could say, with Abraham. So let us pray really now for the success of this uh, trip uh, of the Pope, that there really be peace in that region, and that many people, many sort of refugees from Iraq may be able to go back to their home country. And many think uh, that You know, there may be a little bit pessimistic about it, but I am quite convinced that the Holy Father touched many people with his trip. It was clear that many were praying for it, and, well, we don't know. I mean, tomorrow, on Sunday, there'll be another trip there, or another speech, and we pray, of course, that nothing happens. Uh, I mean... uh, And that's that's obvious, we have to pray for that. He has been warned, and many have said this is a very, very, very dangerous trip, and it's under tight security. But at the same time, he is doing really, in many ways, a prophetic uh, prophetic trip. Let's pray for the Holy Father. And we ourselves learn to be like Abraham and look at the stars. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.